And a good day to you. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. And we get back right into the Word of God today. And we are back in Colossians chapter 2. And last program, you will remember that we were discussing the importance of understanding not only your identity in Christ, uh, but with that identity, what God has already given you in His Son. So if you have given your life to Jesus, if you believe that God has raised Him from the dead, if you have Jesus in your heart, if you confess Him as Lord, the Bible says that you are saved. If you call upon the name of the Lord, the Bible also says you are saved. So when you are saved, you are in Christ and Christ is in you. That's where God places you, in the kingdom of His beloved Son, having translated, having rescued you from the dominion of darkness. And so in Christ have been placed all things. And that includes the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And we can see that in verse 3. Just before we reach verse 3, let's talk verse 2 a second. That their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Verse 4, I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. And at the end of last week's program, we were saying that someone can be very convincing, especially another believer who may not know the Word of God uh, like they should. They don't know what maybe a particular verse means, or they believe they think they understand it, and they go teaching other people how what that means. You may come across someone like that, Their argument is very plausible, it's very convincing, and you believe it actually makes sense and it's possible to be the truth. The danger is if you don't go and check out the Word of God by yourself uh, and check out the verse and ask the Lord through the Holy Spirit, are they right in explaining this verse to me or does this verse mean something else? If you do not check with the Holy Spirit, if you don't verify and understand the verses for yourself, then you could be deluded into misunderstanding the Word of God, which may make a great difference in your life if you do not understand the truth. The last thing we want to do is to become deceived, especially by someone else who should know better before they are explaining something to you. And maybe they have full innocence in their hearts and they're trying to explain something that they truly believe is the way that the Bible reads to them. But it's important for you to go home and to open the Bible and really spend time with the Lord Uh, But you have to make sure that whoever is teaching you, you're getting taught by the Holy Spirit in them. Pray to the Lord that you would be led by and taught by someone who knows the truth and understands and hears from God and is is used by God to teach the congregation. So it's uh, very important to read the Word of God. Last week, you may remember, we were trying to get to the point where we were going to talk about the becoming rooted in the Word. And the, the program... Didn't We didn't have time to do that, so we're going to try and do that today because we want to be obedient to the Holy Spirit and whatever we need to discuss, that is more important. Uh, whatever the Holy Spirit says, we need to do that first. And so when we talk about being rooted, if we look further along in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Colossae. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Okay, what does that mean, walk in him? That to me means walk as he walked. Remember the Bible says 
in 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. So as Jesus is, so also are we in this world. That means as Christ Jesus is right now, not the Jesus before the cross that was the carpenter, because Jesus, remember, Jesus came as a, and to walk the earth as a man in right relationship with the Father, accompanied by the Holy Spirit, so that God could work through Jesus to do the miracle signs and wonders. Remember, Jesus wasn't the one who healed. Jesus said, it's the Father who does the works in me. Jesus is our perfect example because he wasn't walking as God upon the earth. And you say, well, how does that work? What do you mean he wasn't God walking the earth? If you look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 7, it explains the kenosis of Christ, K-E-N-O-S-I-S. In verse 7, it specifically says, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Jesus was walking the earth as a man in right relationship with the Father. In this verse, chapter 7, uh, sorry, chapter 2 in Philippians, verse 7, it says, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. That means Jesus came to the earth. He emptied himself of everything that made him God. Even though he was still the son of the, uh, your heavenly father, he was still the son of the great Jehovah. But he wanted us to be able to relate to him. But even more important than that, he had to come as man because he had to pay for the sins of man in the likeness of man. Because it was man who sinned at the tree, back in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. Adam and Eve sinned, and so because man sinned, man became fallen, and now man needed a redeemer. And it is a situation of like for like. God the Father had to send his son because he was blameless. His blood was not tainted with sin and the fallen world. And so Jesus came as the perfect sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice in the form of a man who paid for man's sins and allowed man to be redeemed back to the Father if man believes in Jesus. So that's what verse 7 in chapter 2 of Philippians means. Jesus emptied himself of everything that made him God while he was on the earth by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. So that was Jesus then. So when we read the verse in Colossians 2, verse 6, where it says, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Remember, we then went to verse 17 in 1 John chapter 4, where it ends, Because as he is, so also are we in this world. So it's as Jesus is now, not as he was before the cross. Though Jesus now, he's seated in heavenly places next to the Father, he has all of his godly properties back again, his deity. Now, he, he has a body in heaven, so he's still in the likeness of men, but he is now God again, God's son. And he always was his son, but now he's taken, he's taken back on the properties of God. And that is who you are on the earth. You're not God, but you are walking as Jesus. You're walking in power and authority and dominion. It is you and God as one spirit with the Lord. 
you are going about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for God is with you, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, and you are in Christ and Christ is in you. So the devil should not be able to tell the difference when he looks and sees you. And Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says that it's no longer us who are alive, but Christ is alive in us. So if we go back to Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, so walk in him, have confidence then as you walk about your daily life that you are in Christ, Christ is in you, and you can walk about and pray for people and do these things in knowing that Jesus is living in you, that the Christ is living in you. So is the Father, so is the Holy Spirit. And you can go about and have confidence and boldness, but also in love. But it's important that, remember we were talking about the relationship, keeping a relationship with God, spending time with Him, which is very important. And it's important to be rooted. And the very next verse in Colossians chapter 2, which is verse 7, says, Rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. So let's have a look at what rooted is all about. The rooted is to be established, and you cannot be swayed. You cannot be tossed to and fro from one side to the other. You are rooted. You understand God. You understand his word, and no one can sway you off of the truth, because you know your Heavenly Father, you know your Lord Jesus, you know your relationship with God, you know the nature of and character of the Lord. And so it's important that we understand what this rooted means. So if we look at Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. So let's look at these verses. First of all, you are blessed if you do not walk in the counsel of the wicked. If you do not hang around people that are evil to listen to them and take in what they say you should do. And it says, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. So first of all, it is okay to be around evil people if you are ministering to them, praying for them. Evil people, after all, the lost is who Jesus came for. He came to seek and save that which was lost. Jesus came for the, the people who are sinning, the people who have done wrong, and the people that need Jesus. They need a Savior. He came for them, and he has paid for them with his own blood and his life. The second thing about this is the law of the Lord. So blessed is the man, and if you skip down to verse 2, it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. That means someone who enjoys reading the word, their delight in their heart is to read and understand the word of God, understanding the truth and what God says about them, and they understand their identity in Christ. Amen? And on his law, the verse continues, he meditates day and night. So it's important to constantly be 
taking in the Word of God, meditating on it, thinking about it, asking the Lord what something means, researching it, and uh, asking the Holy Spirit for help in understanding the truth. But not only that, we have to do that often, day and night, the Bible says. As much as you can, because for every moment that you're not understanding the truth of the Word of God, the world is trying to educate you on the truth that it believes is the right way to go and the right thing. And the world, as you can see, does not know the right way because Jesus is the way. The world is not the way. The world is the way to destruction. Jesus is the way to life and eternal life and life more abundantly. As we look at verse 3, the psalmist continues and he says, He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. So you can see here that the psalmist is talking about a tree and a tree has roots. So it's important that a tree has roots because if the tree didn't have roots, it would fall over. It would never stand upright, especially during storms and inclement weather. But also the fruit on the branches would never be able to survive because the roots need to be into the ground so that the ground and the nutrients of the soil can feed the tree, the trunk, and the main structure of the tree. And therefore, the branches will grow and the fruit will grow and the fruit will be fruitful on the branches of the tree. So if you look here, he is like a tree planted by streams of water. Now, I find it interesting that water is mentioned here. It is often said that the Holy Spirit uh, is symbolic of water. The Holy Spirit uh, is rivers of living water in your belly that will flow out, the Bible says. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. And the Holy Spirit is living, and there's waters in your belly. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, you'll know what I mean. And this is where the Holy Spirit can flow from. This is where the Lord can flow out of if you allow him to, out of your belly, through your hands, into someone else. As you lay hands on them, they, they get healed because of your faith, because you believe Jesus went to the whipping post and by his scourging, we are healed and we were healed. And you believe it. You don't doubt in your heart. And based on your faith, so be it. And life goes out of your belly, out down your arm into that person and that person gets healed and they feel better, and they get delivered from their sickness. And sometimes you have to persist a few times. We've talked about that before. We're not going to go into that again today, but you can you continue until you see results. You don't quit. So it says here, he, he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. So that's because he is not walking in the counsel of the wicked, He doesn't sit in the seat of scoffers. He doesn't stand in the way of sinners. But his delight is in the word of God, the law of the Lord. And he he reads and meditates on the word of God, on that law every day and night. And he is like a tree planted by streams of water. You see that verse 3 comes after verse 2, as obviously that's important. Why is verse 3 coming after verse 2? It's because you can only be a tree planted by streams of water If you read the Word of God and you delight in reading the Word of God and are consistent in understanding the truth, otherwise your roots 
will not be strong, and in the, when the storm comes, you will fall over. What does that mean? Remember, in the other verse, we were talking about that you can be deluded by someone with plausible arguments in Colossians 2, verse 4. That is if you do not know the Word of God in you. And remember, Jesus is the Word made flesh, and Christ is the one living in you. And remember from the previous teaching that all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in Christ. They are hidden in Christ. And remember, we are also hidden in Christ. So, you can see the connection here. And as you read the Word of God, you are becoming rooted, and you cannot be swayed. And you can actually become a blessing Not just be the one that is blessed, but you can be a blessing to many people. Once you know you are in Christ and you know the uh, nature and character of the Lord, and then you can go out and the Lord can speak through you and set those people free because you are the one in their storm that is rooted firmly in the ground. And they will come to you for shelter underneath your branches. They will come to you and say, please help me. I'm going through something. What is the truth? Can you teach me? Can you help me? And you can go to the Lord and say, Lord, I know your truth. I know your character. I'm going to pray for these people right now. And watch the, based on your faith and your understanding, the, your prayers shall prosper. In all that he does, he prospers. So that means that in all that he does, all that you do, you shall prosper if you do these things. If you delight yourself in the law of the Lord. That means that if that's in all that you do, you prosper, that means your prayers will prosper as well because you understand the truth and because you have confidence in the truth and you know the truth, when you pray for something or you pray for someone or you are an advocate for someone in prayer, those prayers will come to pass because you believe that they will. And it's all to do with believing and not doubting in your heart. That's faith. It's faith in God. You know your Lord. You know your Heavenly Father. And you know what He's capable of. He's capable of anything righteous. Amen. Here's another uh, example. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7 to 9. It's the same situation, the same story. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. So people will be coming to you in their year of drought, and they will seek your help. And because you have your Heavenly Father as your Lord, because you have Jesus, because you have God, you have an understanding of God's ways, and you're an ambassador for Christ, you represent Jesus to them, then you will appear to the people that need help as a light on a a beacon on a hill that they need to come and they need help and you will be there for them because your Father in heavenly places will supply and provide all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And you say, well, it's not really my needs, it's the person in front of me's needs that God needs to meet. But what you have to realize is that the person in front of you just became your need, a need to for you to help them. That is your need. And so therefore God will provide and supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And when you make other people's needs your own, God can bless people through you that way. Amen. And so let me encourage you today. 
that you may not feel like you can be of any help to anyone because you have, maybe you don't think you have that much to give, but God is the one that provides. And things can materialize in five minutes. Circumstances can change supernaturally very quickly. When you were believing a situation was going to last for maybe a month or two or longer, and all of a sudden you get a phone call or somebody knocks on your front door, things change. So just continue to trust in the Lord and all things are possible to him who believes. Amen. So Father, right now, I thank you for your message today. I thank you for your word. And I pray it was your Holy Spirit teaching these precious people and not myself. I thank you, Lord, that they understand who they are in you, but they also understand your goodness, your righteousness, and the fact that they are able to trust in your word, that they have a desire to meditate in your word day and night so that they may know the truth. The truth shall set them free, but they will not just be blessed, but they will be a blessing to other people around them that don't know you. And so I thank you, Lord, today for being such a blessing to us in the body that we can depend on you. Lord, I just thank you that all things are possible to him who believes. And we just thank you for being our rock in Jesus' name. Amen. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over all sickness and disease, over all evil trying to come against your dwelling place in Jesus' name. I sever all schemes of the devil over your families. I bind all witchcraft coming against anybody listening to this program today. Any form of witchcraft that's being uh, spoken over in uh, you or a friend or a family or a relative. In Jesus' name, I sever it, and I thank you, Lord, that we speak salvation for those people who would want to do us harm by praying against us. We speak that they will find the truth, they will seek you, Lord, and I thank you for continuing to seek and save them so that they will come to be delivered from their wicked ways, and I thank you, Lord, that we shall love them even when they don't love us. So we bless you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we are at uh, touchofgodradio.org. Uh, that's the website. We're on Facebook at Touch of God Radio and also on YouTube at Touch of God Radio as well. So if you'd like to send us a prayer request, our email address is touchofgodradio at gmail.com. Touchofgodradio at gmail.com. And I pray you have a blessed week. Amen.